podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast, episode 216. I'm Trev Denny, coming to you from the soon-to-be-transformed study in my home in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm joined, as ever, by the fresh fruit enthusiast, Carl Kopak, and the crumpet abuser, Cam Branch, while in the background always observing and offering up hot takes in the chat box is Guy Drinkle. Now, in these days of what I actually personally perceive to be sort of deliberately stirred up tension between the genders, I was quite tickled by a, a midweek memory of something James Joyce wrote in his short story, A Mother, which is in Dubliners. And it just has a lovely sort of modernity and honesty to it some hundred years later. And it st- struck a chord with me. And in the way that we do here, I just said, OK, I'll share that with folks. So, like I say, a little quote from A Mother, uh, one of the short stories in Dubliners, which if you haven't read, you have missed out one of the great books. And it goes like this. Mrs. Carney was somewhat reassured, but she thought well to tell her husband part of her suspicions. He listened carefully and said that perhaps it would be better if he went with her on Saturday night. She agreed. She respected her husband in the same way as she respected the general post office as something large, secure, and fixed. And though she knew the small number of his talents, she appreciated his abstract value as a male. She was glad that he had suggested coming along with her. And there's something gloriously old-fashioned about that that I found very warm the cockles of my heart this week. Carl Kopak, what's been been warming the cockles of your heart? I saw one of my favourite films again recently this week, so uh, this is a quote from that, and I should say that it's a tiny little bit X-rated, so uh, cover your children's ears upon this, and if you can just picture a man playing the piano while talking to another man. Great. It's very pretty. Yeah, I've been fooling around with it for a few months. It's a bit of a departure from what you normally play. It's part of a trilogy, a musical trilogy I'm working on in D minor, which is the saddest of all the keys, I find. People would weep instantly when they hear it, and I don't know why. It's very nice. You know, just simple lines intertwining, you know, very much like I'm influenced by Mozart and Bach. And it's sort of in between those, really. It's like a it's like a mark piece. It's sort of, uh, what do you call this? Well, this piece is called Lick My Love Pump. Thank you very much. <laughs> Possibly the funniest film ever made. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute belter. You better clarify just in case people... And are it, and it, it, okay. Even though you know that line is coming, it's the way he delivers it at the end. It is. And, and, when, and the preamble is absolutely essential to enjoying yeah. the payoff. <laughs> and it is genuinely beautiful, the thing he's playing this little thing on in D minor on the piano. It's beautiful. It's yeah. called Lick My Lab Pump. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the film This Is Spinal Tap. There you which, go. Uh, if you if you haven't seen it, my my God, steal a copy. God, it's fantastic. It's just every second of that film is amazing, and I can quote whole whole patches of it. I, I told them to put the second the puppet second on the bill. If I told them a million times, you know, Artie Fufkin, all that sort of stuff is just brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I love it, I, and that's uh, two cultural. Uh, touchstones for people to go to there on the back yeah. of our two opening quotes i like that a lot very contrasting of course but still both excellent uh 
Mr. Branch, uh, we had trouble getting hold of you there for a while, but you're with us. What is uh, your opening thought for us? Okay, um, this quote is from somebody who is 83 today. Huh. So, mm, that's a clue. To succeed in life, that's one must have to... What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's a clue. I meant someone's birthday. <laughs> yeah. How's that not a clue? Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. right. That pulls it right down to a handful of people. <laughs> well, it narrows it down to today that they were born. That's true. That is true. Yeah, you know, I could have said it was yesterday. That would have confused you. So here we go. To succeed in life, one must have determination and must be prepared to suffer during the process. If one isn't prepared to suffer during adversities, I don't really see how he can be successful. Uh, 83, so born in 1935. I didn't see her on the list today. Oh, maybe I've got it wrong. I just Googled it and I just look, I'm just looking at headlines. That could be wrong. That could be from a while ago. Uh, African continent, 83 years of age. Go on. Just tell us. Gary Player. Gary Player, of course. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one of the most annoyingly healthy men ever invented. He also said that, um, it's funnier. The, the harder I, the harder I try, the luckier I get. Just fantastic. Yeah, that, I saw that quote as well. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, he's 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 full of wisdom. Uh, Gaz, fair play to him. Eighty-three. Well, that, that's a bad uh, Say again. Wasn't a bad golf player either. He was up there with the best. Wasn't he? To be fair, to be fair, are you a golfer, Cam? Do you? Do, do I, you ever... I I enjoy the uh, the four majors and the Ryder Cup very much. I imagine you don't you've play. got trousers. <laughs> I, I I can hit a golf ball, not very mm. well, but I. But Carl's right, isn't he? You, you, if you're going out to hit a golf ball, you've got the plus fours and the flat cap, you know, bit of tweed up top. That's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you, you, you're yeah. not fooling up. No, no, I can't say anything really. Can I? I can't drop no. it. So, you know, it just—it's not going to wash, is it? I, I actually, I, I honestly, I can't believe that we've never associated you with uh, with a, a pair, a set of plus fours before. They are absolutely the the uh, the perfect branch wardrobe item, and I can't believe they haven't come up before. But uh, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm gonna gonna make a, a point of mentioning it in the future. Oh, one of those That's... one of those oversized caps. Oh yeah, yeah. The American golfer who always wore plus fours. I can't remember his name now. Um, oh, Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart, Payne Stewart wasn't. It? Yeah, and he yeah. had the oversized cap as well at times, didn't he? Yeah, the Bagger Vans cap. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm full of stupid information this evening. Let's start start talking about some football before people lose the uh, the the train of this completely. And I mean, we have we we as you said earlier on before we went. Um, uh, live, Carl, um, for whatever version of live this is. 
you know, we did pretty much call that match um, at the weekend. Um, I think an awful lot of people would have been a little bit frustrated coming up to the 80th or 82nd minute or whatever it was um, before we ran in goals two and three in quick succession, or three and four rather in, six, in quick succession. But uh, it was one of those matches which was never in doubt, even though some people were trying to suggest that it might have been a 2-1. It, it wasn't. Um, it was a really, really sort of comprehensive uh, performance in most ways with an awful lot of very uh, upbeat things and, and things to be uh, positive about. So as usual, what I'm going to do is ask you for your highlights. I'll start the ball rolling with my favourite m- moment from the whole match, which had nothing to do with any of the goals at all, which were fantastic in and of themselves, of course, and some great performances. But when was the last time anyone has ever seen someone who was on their arse, back healing? and megzing a fella and launching a counter-attack at the same time from his own dead ball line. Roberto Firmino, I absolutely salute you, sir, because he had a stinker, and he still did yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it, for me, that was just a, a, a magnificent moment of, of, of uh, you know, joy in the middle of that. What wasn't the most joyful of afternoons, um, but there were little moments like that. Carl, if you had to pick one or, or two even, what, 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 what were the highlights for you from the weekend game? It would be, uh, Jordan Sukiri re- recreating Robbie Fowler's goal in the 2001 UEFA Cup final. Oh, good shout. Good shout. The, the, the little step over to the, the line go past flying. I love that. Yeah. That, that, that was just, that was just really, really nice. I, I love goals where you think he's got no room whatsoever. Oh, he's got the entire pitch in half an hour. Yes. Yeah, that sort of thing. That was amazing. Wasn't there something very, very reassuring about, on the back of the conversation we were having, I think in the last one of these that we did, where I think I was saying that he was, for me, the sort of highlight of my season, just in terms of a bit of fun. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking about the contrast between, you know, who was your player of the season and who was, what was the highlight of your season. And I was saying that Shakiri was for me. Isn't it lovely, though, to see that guy, Carl showing such poise in that scenario. Um, a thing that, you know, was missing from, from the start of the season. The thing we were lamenting about how we, we couldn't put goals away, but there was beautiful poise about that goal. It was so deliberate, as you said. Um, a combination of skill and, and, and sort of temperament, a, a fantastical. The best thing about it is when you're in the ground and something like that happens, because we're all impatient and we're all dying to, dying to go 3 1 ahead. Everyone on the ground is basically going, shoot, 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 come on, shoot, shoot, now, do it now. And he's going, no, if I just do this, that gives me another extra second, it gives me another extra half a yard, and it makes my job easier. And Torres was good at that. Torres loved the the, um, the extra turn of his man, just to give himself a fraction more. So he could shoot if he wants to, but it's just easier if he does it this way. And th- that that's the sign of an assured finisher. And, and the, the aforementioned Fowler was just fantastic at that. Mm. Just... The, no, I know you want me to shoot now, lads, but believe, trust me on this. This is all right. I can just do this and take yeah. an extra seconds and watch that lad go hurtling past me, and it's going to look beautiful. And like there's so, there's something almost even better about it. And and Robbie was very good at these. He could obviously strike a ball as well as probably anyone I've ever seen. So he could hit them gloriously just in at the the uh, bottom of the post or top corner or wherever he wanted to put it. But there's something almost nicer about it when. Unlike Shakiri, it's just a sort of a scuff, bobbly thing, just like I've, I've sold the whole defense and now I'll just roll at the far side and walk away. You know, it, it is that, it is that poise thing again. And I suppose to come, to come full circle on it, that's basically what I'm driving at 
I was delighted that the little fella came on and sort of uh, offered what he did because, you know, we know that that's going to be vital. And for all the naysayers who are talking about, for some reason, who can catch City? Well, we've already caught them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what what the hell are people talking about? Yeah. All all these all all, all the your dads out there talking about um talking about goal difference. Just take it easy, lads. I mean, yeah. you know, really. I mean, it's a bit early for that nonsense. And you know, all we can do is win and win well. And you guys were saying last week, uh, Cam, that um, both yourself and Carl saying that, look, this is the run of fixtures where we needed to fill our boots. It was the week before, actually. And with Huddersfield, we, we singularly failed to do that. Um, but in the two, in the two games since, um, it's starting to clock in and starting to click in. And it's very encouraging from that perspective, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, and the difference has been literally having four attackers on the pitch rather than three and giving and then having the fullbacks pushing up further as well because they know they've got the the added protection of a Ginny and Fab behind them. And and I think that has been uh, very telling in, in teams that are gonna sit deep against us that we need to have as many options going forward as possible because they're sitting deep. They're not really attacking us and, and Cardiff didn't attack us, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't look like scoring and that was obviously the biggest annoyance for me was conceding that goal. Um, I, I don't think I've been as annoyed at a goal being scored against us as that goal. Just for the fact, I don't care, you know, who, who people want to blame. It's, it's irrelevant because in the grand scheme of the whole result, it didn't matter. It's the fact that we just conceded a stupid fucking goal. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's good to see that, you know, uh, last two games we've got, you know, four goals in each game and, um, players coming off the bench having an impact on the game. And I think that's crucial as well. Um, you know, if you look back to, you know, last season, even and definitely the season before and the season before that, we, we didn't have a bench. We were relying on the 11 players on the pitch. So for the little man, you know, uh, pocket power cube shack to come off, come off the bench and have the impact he did, I think it's brilliant. And then don't forget, you know, uh, previous game, Daniel Sturridge and Lallana came off the bench and they made a difference. You know, they had an impact upon the game, and 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 that's that's a, it's a great positive for us. I think I think the fact it's more that we've got. Um... The game's done, but we've also managed to rest players and get more time on people's legs as well. Mm. That, you know, that's the intangible stuff, but that makes a massive difference. Moreno's got 90 minutes behind him now, and that's good. You know, that gets rid of some rustiness. Should you know something something bad happen? It's the thing you were talking about last week. Yeah. Um, of of look, these guys need to get games. Whether you want to cry arse about Lovren starting or Moreno starting or the two of them starting in the same defence, and you may well have very valid cry arsing to be doing, you can see the logic behind it. And when it works, as it has done all along so far this season for Jurgen, then absolutely hats off. I I say because that's what. When they're really playing one up front as well. Yeah. Yeah, I will know that one who did manage to slide in and get that incredibly yeah. annoying goal that, that Cam said. And I don't know if you read immediately afterwards. I found it massively heartening to read Alison saying, I came off the pitch very angry, definitely, for having conceded. The objective for the entire team, he said, is a clean sheet, so it's frustrating to have conceded. Then he went on about the platitudes, but it was the most important thing is a win, blah, blah, blah. But I like that he went there first. 
yeah, you should be annoyed. It's completely, it's a stupid goal. And, but it's, it, but it also, it's an unlucky goal. I mean, Van Dyke a million times gets that wide, you know, and another million times, and keeps his legs closed. It's just, you know, perfect storm, and we conceded. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And uh, when you think about it, and it, it, this is going to become a little bit more relevant later on, we finish out our football uh, section of this talking about the game that's coming up and the opposition in the shape of Arsenal. You know, we have conceded four this season to Arsenal's 13. And you can remember all of those four freaking goals. You've got that absolute shit show that happened, uh, a fluky goal um, on, on, on the weekend. Alison's sort of clangor was in there amongst them. You know, do you know what I mean? We yeah. the yeah. session of goal of goals is 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 a thing that you remember. Like, I mean, when was the last time you could say that that you can remember every single goal that you conceded because there's such a rarity? Um, well, there was a problem with Brendan Rodgers um, that Brendan Rodgers' teams conceded a goal they conceded two. Yeah. It was very rare we we'd, we'd lose one goal in a Brendan Rodgers match. It was either none or two. Yeah. And that the defence used to capitulate. And this is the days of Sacco and you know and people like that. And even even including in the you know the time when Eddie won the league, we were still conceding twos and threes all over the place. Yeah, this is a, it's a different beast. Even when the personnel in, in the in the uh, across the back five say is changing, it is a different beast. There's a there's a, a delightful sort of. Um, uh, steeliness to it now that we didn't have before and as you say even when mistakes happen which let's say for example that Alison Howler before that really unfortunate goal there are, you know that previous incarnations of Liverpool would have started to slip as you say and it would have been two goals three goals and Cardiff get their tails up and we know that story but we don't have to put up with that story anymore because we can trust these guys and I've been saying it now for a season full season from the turn of of the of of last campaign, we can trust these guys completely. Yeah, there was know? no panic. It's the same with Leicester as well. There, there was no panic. It was more a case of go on, you've had your goal, but you know that's all you're getting. Yeah. There was that rather than oh Christ, you know, there was no, it wasn't that feeling about it. It was just a general sort of um, well, that's annoying. Okay, well, we're, we're still going to win the game. No problem. In, I think that's exactly right. There, there is no panic anymore. Yeah. There is a calmness. There's a Serenity, 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 I can't. serenity. Serenity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really is. You know, there's just, it's just, it's peaceful. There's no panic. There's no pressure. You know, and, and, and that's, that's where you want to be. I, I, I assume you both witnessed the marvel that was the, uh, Bezzy's uh, um, video between Virgil and, uh, and Big Joe Gomez, did you? No. I haven't, no. Ah, lads, what am I paying you for? Seriously, you haven't. Do club, I don't do the club stuff. It, it, it's Carl, Carl. It's wonderful, and and it's increasingly excellent. That stuff. It's you know the 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 cringe factor has long since disappeared. This is this is just a good old bit of crack between two lads who clearly appreciate each other, and and there's little little bits of 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 of, uh, of banter and crack, and 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 it's it's fun. It's fun, although I did spend most of the rest of the day calling people bro afterwards, which was unfortunate. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously a lot more suggestible than I thought. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, safe, safe blood. Uh, but, uh, but you know. On, on a similar tip, can I ask, because um, it involves the same man, on Sunday when that, um, that tweet came out, how many times did you sing the new Virgil van Dyke song to yourself? Oh, glorious, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it glorious? 
I think I think I must have done seven straight hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, some sometimes one of those things just takes hold, and I love it. I I I love the the original, and I love yeah. the way the lads have, have manipulated the uh, the lyrics in there. It's absolutely classic. And again, if people haven't heard, seen either the uh, Joe and 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 Virgil chat or heard that song, go and look these things up, uh, folks, because they are uh, the little things that make that make the week. And here, speaking of little things that make the week, and and my second highlight of that match that I wanted to speak about is it. This is a sort of a you know, wishy-washy aesthetic thing that maybe won't interest many people. But when you've been watching the game for as long as I have and enjoying playing it and watching it, there's something very special about this sound that I'm going to talk about. Do you, do you remember the sound when Moe's goal went in, the first goal where he's running across from right to left and he hits it back across the goals? And there's this lovely swish of the net and a clink where the rigging is pulling against yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice, against yeah. the, the, the metallic structure of the goal. I love that. And we heard it immediately. Uh, we heard it soon afterwards when Sadio's Thunderbolt went back across the other way and uh, boom into the, into the side rigging. And there was that lovely kind of ping and swish together. I know maybe some people think I'm mad, but I absolutely adore that sound. It's It's just... It's just glorious. Do you know what I'm talking about, Cam? Carl seems to recognise it. Um, I I love the sound when it comes off the underside of the crossbar and oh, goes yeah. in. You know, that clack and and it's gone in and it bounces back up into the roof of the net. I just think there's something glorious about that. It doesn't happen very, very, very often. You well, know, the but, perfect one of those was John Flanagan against Tottenham at White Hart Lane in the 5-0. Where obviously it was a big because it was his goal and he was a local lad and everything. But the yeah. fact that it hit the, hit the underside of the bar and went in, but because it was raining, lots oh. of rain fell at the same time. Yes. Off the bar. Oh, oh, nice. Get your like, H, get your HD tellies in because it was just beautiful. That it was whatever like a musical, it was like yeah. a musical that just happened. It honestly was. Whatever way that slow motion, um, uh, sort of wetness was coming off the net, it was beautiful. Oh man. Uh, these are the kind of things that make football for me. I, don't, I, I, bow to, bow I honestly to think we should have got an extra goal for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. the ref should just say straight away, do you know what, lads? Let's call that two. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah. the top of the lads would have put their hands up and said, you know what, we can't argue with that. <laughs> He's getting no, sacked anyway, so, you know, let's just go for two there. Fine. Absolutely a fair call. You can have it, lads. Yeah. Look, uh, on, 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 in, in the, in the spirit of, I've, I've derailed us there from the actual football talk into sort of more, more esoteric nonsense uh, to, to, to get us back on, on, on the football itself and having a look forward towards the Arsenal game of the week and the specific challenge that that represents. Cam, I'll start with you. I mean, we had Fabinho being good again, which is nice. We have him in that, in that new arrangement that you mentioned earlier on, that partnership he's developing with Ginny Wanaldum, which, I'm massively enthusiastic about it, I won't lie. Um, in the same way that I'm hoping uh, uh, Joe Gomez, he did, I'm hoping Fabinho does a Joe Gomez and sort of just when he arrives in the scene, uh, arrives fully formed in the um, in the uh, in in the position um, like Joe has all season at centre half, uh, and again when he's been needed at right back. I really hope that Fabinho now that he's finally made his uh, appearance can just push on and be that guy that we can rely on in that position. Cause I think it does add a different sort of layer, uh, and, uh, to the team that I really like. Um, first question is, do you see him retaining his place against Arsenal or do you think uh, Jurgen's going to change it up? And the second question is, would you, 
if you were uh, in the manager's boots, be playing him and who would he be alongside for that particular challenge? Um, do I see him starting on some Saturday? No. Would I start him on Saturday? Yes. Right. So to answer your first question, I don't see Jürgen uh, playing him. I think he'll go back to tried and trusted and he'll go back to a 4-3-3 because against the, the bigger teams who aren't going to sit, sit so deep and who are going to attack us more, he'll, yeah, he'll want, he'll want the three, three midfielders in there rather than two. So for me, I can see him going 4-3-3 and I can see if Hendo's fit, I can, if Hendo is fit, I can see he Hendo tra- going He trained today. He trained yeah. on his own with, and so did Kaiser. Right. Okay. Um, that suggests then that maybe they might not be ready for Saturday then. Um, but if, if suddenly Hendo is fit, I can see Hendo going straight back in as the six because Klopp, for reasons that I find difficult to see, um, now that I've witnessed how good Ginny is in at the six and how good I think Fabinho would be in there. Um, he, I think he'll, put Hendo back in at the six and he'll probably uh, put Milner and Ginny either side. He'll go for his strongest, uh, most physical midfield he can because he'll want to dominate the Arsenal midfield. Um, what would I do? I would go Fabino as the six, Ginny to one side of, of him and then probably Milner but then I don't know how fit Milner is as well. That is a worry for me. I know he came on the other. He played the other day, didn't he? I can't remember the lineup. Yeah. What he did, yeah, didn't he? he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, but he wasn't brilliant, was he? But he's finding his feet again. So um, that's probably the three I'd go with. But my biggest worry is um, Bobby had a, a great game against um, Red Star, and then he was. Shocking against Cardiff. And Bobby's what makes us tick up top. Um, so, and we need Bobby to tick on Saturday. Yeah. Would you have any doubts that he will? Because I don't think I would. No, because he's a mad bastard. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he, one thing that Bobby will never do is he'll never go missing. He'll, he'll always, he'll always be there. He'll always be hurrying. He'll always be chasing. He'll always be wanting the ball. He, he will, he will not, he will not go missing. He will be in, in the Arsenal defence's face. And the reason, uh, we need Bobby there to play is because if Arsenal have got the defensive worries at left back, we need Mo on the right to, um, and if they do play Xhaka at left back, Mo, Against Shaka would be. That's bad, by the way. Shaka as a left back is absolutely nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. And but the fact is that they 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 run out of left backs. I mean, and what oh, you do? Well, well, we, it's we, like we, just playing Jimmy Milner there. We will come on to them because I do want to talk about Arsenal specifically. But just to keep it on that one specific topic of the midfield, Carlin, run it past you as well. A, the Fabinho question again. I mean, for you, would he keep his place? And do you reckon he will? And if not, who do you think is the likely? Uh, um, w- w- you seem to be not or uh, uh, assenting there to a three. So who do you think that will be? I think I think he probably. Um, I would play for me Fabinho myself, but I think it's significant that. 
for all the abuse he gets, Jordan Henderson always tends to do quite well at Arsenal away. He always has done. He's always had good games there, and maybe that might be in his head as well. And he is the captain. He has going to have to come in at some point. Um, although there's still a possibility that he might think, you know what, I want my captain for Red Star. And Fabinho's doing okay. Why not? Let's not change that. As for formation, I think he'll do both, because I think he's going to play it in two different ways. I reckon this is going to be a 70 minutes, 20 minute game, where for the last 20 minutes he'll change one depending on what the score is. I reckon he starts with 3 3, and then goes 4 2 3 1 if we're ahead, and clogs the field up a bit more. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and in that regards, then, the, the, you reckon the, the likely three to start is if, if he, if he decides not to take a punt on Henderson's fitness, let's just say, you do see Milner coming back in then, do you? Absolutely. I, I, you need I, the experience. You need the experience. It's a big pitch. So, it, so, so for you, it would be Milner, um, Fabinho and Wijnaldum and then, yeah. and, and, yeah. and Shakiri steps out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that, that's, that's probably you, the you, most. You bring like, him, you bring him on. Yeah, it's probably the most likely thing to be fair. It's 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 tough on the kicks. So, you know, he's he's really starting to push for a starting spot, I think. Um speaking of the Arsenal, I mean I'm very interested in 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 Unai uh, or Vlad as I call him, Emery. Um you know, he's 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 an odd vampiric looking sort of fella. He's been a bit of a nightmare for us in the past. Um you can He reminds me of the tall bloke in the flying pickets. There's one for the teenagers. Oh, wow, what a shout that is. I've only just saw that now. That's, that's been bothering me. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, you know, if, if you're waiting for us to start the harmonies cam, it's not going to happen. <laughs> his uh, name, by the way, was Red Stripe, as I recall. That was his really? name in the Flying Pickets, yeah. He's in the film Twin Town, which is also fantastic, I should say. Well, actually, to be fair, that that is just a wonderful shout. If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google the... I think he was the lead singer, wasn't he, from the Flying Pickets? Yeah, there was a ball bloke as well, but yeah, I think he was the main bloke. He was pretty much the main bloke, and he had, he has that, he had that sort of, uh, you know, vaguely uh, vampiric head on him as well. Look, looks I, a bit like a drunken coach driver. I don't know what I mean by that, but that fits in my head. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm going to move along because that could that could be offensive. Well, so was I was thinking of carry on the buses then when you said that. <laughs> yeah, he, but you know, he, yeah, he, look, he looks like Blakey's mate. You know, yeah, that, yeah. the little guy. Please don't sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bus drivers union onto us later on. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, look, it, 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 the thing about him is you cannot you cannot belittle what he's done. You, they, they they were beaten, I think, back-to-back in their opening fixtures. They had two big games. Yeah. I think it was Chelsea and City, right? They yeah. were beaten in both. And you were starting to look at that squad and think, well, what what have these got? Um, but then you saw what they've got. And he's managed to get, whilst conceding a, a hatful of goals, he's managed to get results. Now, I don't particularly find them as intimidating as I might have when I consider that aspect, because I think, well, we can keep out uh, attacking teams, we can keep out um, opposition, and we can score goals, and we've started to do it again. So I have a little bit of joy in me when I think about that. And you mentioned earlier on, Cam, I think, but this is it, Carl. They have a lot of defensive issues. I was looking at an article during the week, and you can just list off their defenders who are at various levels of being ready or not ready for Saturday. I think most of them will make it back, but there's quite a few of them there that, that we're carrying knocks and that won't be 100% coming into it. So it is a very interesting prospect uh, for for them, especially seeing 
as that momentum or whatever you want to call it, some people don't believe in that, has been slightly halted by them dropping two points to Roy Hodgson at the weekend. Yeah, they got they got hodged. Um, yeah, the, the, the back four is really weird. I mean, Koscielny's going to be out, he's, he's back in training again. But uh, he's still a long way out. He's not going to be anywhere close for this game. Um, I still can't believe they bought Callum Chambers. I really don't see why they did that. That just does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, and they are easily got at, you know, and, you know, Czech's got a mistake in him these days, which is fair enough because he's, he's been fantastic since he's been in the country. Six million pounds he cost. How annoying is that? Yeah. Um, that's, that's mad. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, Montreal and, and, and Bellerin and people like that. These are not names which makes me think, oh my God, now what are we going to do? Yeah, Bellerin, I think, is one of those ones who was carrying a knock, should be fit for Saturday. I know they played in the league. Sorry, can I just say, I do know that Callum Chambers is at Fulham, but that's what I mean is it's the scattergun approach to buying defenders. Yeah, well, the the one who's come in in from most um, flack is Mustafi. Yeah. Um, I think an awful lot, yeah, and an awful lot of people question, you know, his comparative worth. I suppose it's definitely not their strong suit, but if you look up the pitch, um, when you have the players that they have there and they're playing the way they can play, and they've suddenly started, they've got they've got the, the Ozil in some kind of form, they've got Lacazette who looks on his day a world beater. Um, when, he, when he plays with Aubameyang as well, and they've got Aubameyang, and yeah. that that that's quite the trio. I don't care what anyone says if they're under if they're on their game. Uh, they they scored a, a gorgeous goal. I think it was against Leicester there recently, uh, finished by um, by Ozil. Just a beautiful flowing move. Just sort of old school Arsenal when they were good. Um, so we can't we can't take that attack lightly at all. Our defence will be really to the pin of their collar to keep them out. Which is why I'm really hoping we see the two lads as a partnership at centre half. I really hope we see that because. I think we're going to need that against Lacazette and Aubameyang. But I will say one thing, there's a way you can get to Arsenal and that's kick them up the arse. They don't like that. Arsenal do not like being physically dominated. Yeah. And that, might, that might be another reason for, for putting Gremos in the centre. That's very interesting you say that because that's exactly what Jan Mulby said the other night as well. Which well, is this that, is quite what very similar people mean. Yeah. You are very, very <laughs> similar lads yourself. I played for yeah. Ajax as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the in the in the, uh, in the golden era. But like to be fair, you know, oh, yeah, it's the uh, the cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you alongside Vim at the back? Oh, what a partnership we made! Yeah, yeah. yeah. we did kill a lot of germs. <laughs> Stone dead. But 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 it is a very good it is a very good point. And and you would question. Um, and I know it's a bit cliché, but you would question the <coughs> character. Of some of these, uh, it's been open for debate. Um, would you would you think that's that's a, a realistic sort of approach for us, Cam, to be as steely as we've ever been, um, first and foremost, and then rely on our boys to do something up top? That's why I said the midfield that I think Jurgen will go with, because it will be about the power, and Jurgen will want to put out the strongest. He'll go with bastards. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll want that, bastards. Yeah, that's why you have Jimmy Milner in the team. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, Milner's just going to kick everybody. He's going to kick out. That's what he's going to well, do. Wait, it's what he did at Palace. That's exactly yeah. what Milner did at Palace. He kicks yeah. Zaha into the stand three or four times. Yeah, and, and that's what you need. 
And once you kicked Ozil a few times, it'll just disappear. <laughs> he disappeared at the weekend. Where was he on um, on Sunday against uh, Palace? He was he was non-existent. He got taken off, and yeah. he, and he and he had a stroke. When he got taken off, he, he didn't he he didn't uh, shake the manager's hand. I believe. Did you see that? Did you see that game, Cam? I saw bits of it. I was in a pub having a munch, and um, right. you know, I was glancing up every so often, and um, he 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 was shockingly poor. So as good as he was a the game prior to that, he was as bad on Sunday. You just don't know which Ozil you're going to get. So I, 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 I think it comes down to who has the strongest defence because both attacks are wonderful. And if you look at, if you, if you're saying, oh, they've got a brilliant attack, which they have, they, to be fair, they have got a really, really good attack. I know Man City have got a better attack on them. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think we, we dealt with them reasonably well. Um, you know, yes, we should have lost. They should have scored, but that's by the by. They didn't. It was nil-nil. So I think it comes down to which defence will stand up better to the, you know, both attacks. And I think, I think we'll, I think we'll win it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see why we shouldn't. We, 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 we do well at the Emirates for some reason now. Um, the last few years, we, we've done really well, though. We like to score goals there. We like that pitch. It suits us. The, it's a big open pitch, and it suits us. And I it's think a the big surface thing is, to play on. The big thing for me is we won at Wembley, and that's a game I thought we might lose. That's a really tough place to, for us to play yeah. for some reason. But, and, and bizarrely, it's a big pitch again. But, a, re- a really big pitch against a team that likes to pass and use the pitch. Yeah, that's a, That's a hard game place to go through. And we, uh, dominated. and we dominated it, yeah. Well, it, further to your to your point, Cam, about the defence and something that we've we've all been saying. I, I don't know if you saw the the little graphic that was going doing the rounds today or yesterday about Virgil. So basically, since his arrival, uh, Liverpool has been the joint best defence across all the major European leagues, uh, alongside Atletico Madrid, with only fourteen goals conceded. Um, Juve, I think, conceded sixteen. Man City 17, Bayern Munich 27, yeah, United, uh, United uh, on 30, and Barca on 32. And get this, Real Madrid in that period of time where we've conceded 14, have conceded 44. And such a shame. It such tells a shame you, it's, it's such it's a big a, club struggling like that. It is it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. But it, it does tell you a lot about the impact that Van Dijk has had. A, it tells you an awful lot about this budding partnership with, with Joe Gomez. It tells you an awful lot about what the good work that Dejan Lovren did last year, to be fair as well, when he, when he did play well. And it does sort of justify, Carl, the things that Lovren was saying during the week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it was tongue in cheek where he's called on his, um, comments about being the best in the world. And he said, well, I didn't say that. I said it was one of the best in the world, but he went on to throw some delightful shade at Mr. Ramos, who he said makes infinitely more mistakes than him. And those stats that I just called out would seem to bear that out. It's just that Real Madrid could go on and score more goals, uh, at all times and, and, and force their wins over that period of time. Um, it's an interesting thing to think about. It's very easy to have a slightly shaky defence if Ronaldo's getting four goals a game. Yeah. No, yes. no one ever thinks. No, no one ever thinks about that. You know. Yeah. You, you know. Real Madrid won eight two at the weekends. No one ever thinks about the two, do they? So you know, and uh, and that's why Madrid have struggled this year. 
I think, which again, I'm absolutely devastated by, but you know. Yeah. But, um, also, speaking about Madrid, did you see the thing about, um, there was a poll by Madrid fans this week when they asked who was, who, which player was letting them down the most, and it was Gareth Bale. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe he's not having a good season, apparently. Yeah, and there were stories as well about how they'd approach Klopp and he just had zero interest in it. And over the summer, quietly, just uh, told him to go and, go and jump, which is very heartening to hear stuff like that. I mean, look, there, there, we, we, we got several, um, I'm sorry, I'll just throw out the account. Is there anything else you want to say about the Arsenal game before we we move on? Because we've got some football questions from, uh, some of the listeners. Questions, bring it on. Okay, well, look, here's the very first one. Um, it's from Carl Matchett, who was on Raw with me last week and does um, a, a pod with Dave Hendrick on a regular basis uh, uh, for AI Pro. And Carl says, considering a recent, the recent return to 4-2-3-1, which we've sort of flagged up earlier on, and its various possibilities, which Carl was talking about may be the case in the second half against Arsenal, he says, what or who is your favourite type of number 10? Is it a playmaker? Is it a relentless ball winner? Is it a Gerrard style serger forward slash scorer? He says basically the world's your stylistic oyster. Do whatever you want with this. What is your favorite type of player in that number 10 position? So, uh, I'll start with you, Cam, on that one. Oh, my favorite 10 didn't actually play the 10, did he? John Barnes. Right, but in that position, what type yeah, of player do you, do you prefer? Even even not necessarily a specific guy, but the yeah. type that you like to see there. Someone like Peter Beardsley. That right. that was my answer. I've got I've got another similar one to that, but yeah, I was going to go with Beardsley. He was number yeah. seven, of course, but it, we, yeah, I mean the shirt. That's what I was saying. Is, you know, the shirt number obviously didn't relate here, but that that position for me is about it's about your creativity. It's it's your heartbeat. In that little area, it's it's that final pass, that little dig, the little through ball, through the legs, you know, round the corner, you know, the little flick uh, with your back to the goal. So it just runs on for your for your strike, your number nine to just. It's your pocket player, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's your, it's, it's it's your Peter Beardsley, Kenny Dalglish. Well, I was, I, I was about to say, I, I, hang on a second. How, how has this conversation gotten this far without Kenny's name being mentioned? And, and, you know, of course. He was uh, alright, wasn't he? He's okay. He was alright. I mean, like, uh, you know, realistically speaking, the guy who can probably do that role best for us is the aforementioned Shaq, isn't it? It really is at the moment because he has a, he has the, he has the pass. He's got the strength. He's, we, we spoke last week about the ability to roll a fellow with hips and, you know he's he's got all of that. So for me, if we've got someone to play in that, he'd be the guy I'd like to see play there. Carl, have you any specific person apart from from uh, from Beards that you mentioned? Well, also I was going to say Adam Lallana. <laughs> yeah, you were. I always leave, I always leave a little gap there for Trev to go. For God's sake! <laughs> 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 um, uh, a very very similar player to Peter Beardsley would be Pablo Amar and during his Valencia days. Yeah, he was yes, great. He yeah. was superb. Absolutely beautiful player to watch. Joyous. I, I, I love players who've always got time on the ball. Yeah. I love anyone who says this is mine, and you can you can run at me all you want, but you know I'm still looking for the pass. That's, that's, that's the joyous thing. Yeah, David Silver's the nearest thing we got to that today. Yeah, yeah, I, very similar. I, I really wish, and this is where Carl rolls his eyes because he thinks I'm trying to be achingly hipster, and I'm not. But I really wish we'd seen more of Yari Littman because I, I, you know, oh. I. I I reckon him at his best for us would have been something special. You know, there was enough little glimpses of what he was 
Um, but I just I'd love to have had peak Yari Littman in, in, in a red jersey. I, I did like that footballer a lot. Uh, I like him in that position too. Uh, so that's that's hopefully. Can I, I was going to say, can I tell you my favourite Yari Littman um, story? Please do. I absolutely love this. Do you remember? Uh, well, you may remember. You won't remember the game because of course you will. But we beat Tottenham one nil at Anfield, and Yari got the winner. And do you remember Andy Townsend's tactics truck? I do. <laughs> I do. Where you yes. take a player in with a suit on. Yeah. And, t- and go through little bits of the match talking about to the player about tactics. And so we, we won 1-0. Yari gets the winner. And Andy, T- Andy Townsend did seven minutes with Yari Lippmann in. Remember Yari Lippmann and wore a salmon pink shirt. Um, and the whole seven minutes was, um, oh, I forgot which player it was now. Just what a great player Teddy Sheringham was. Yeah. Seven minutes. You can see Yari going, I scored the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know, slightly wild eyes thinking, am I being set up? <laughs> I, I'm fairly sure I've just won the game. Yeah. But the thing is, Yari, what, what Teddy does so well with his back to goal is this, and he's going, at the end, at the end he just goes, yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's joy, joyous TV. And that actually sounds brilliant. You can fully appreciate Yari's cre- creeping panic there because he is literally in the back of a white van. <laughs> exactly. You know, anything could, anything could literally happen. Yeah. He doesn't know this country. He certainly doesn't know Andy Townsend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who exactly are you, mate? You're not telling me. I saw him at Birmingham Airport uh, a couple of years ago. Andy Townsend. Is he in Dubai now? Oh, I don't know, but he's got a I think he's thinking something. I think, yeah, he has, yeah. A, 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 he, he's got a well-lived-in face. That's what I remember him when he was at Norwich. Well, to be fair, he did he did a, a, a good turn for uh, for the boys in green. So I've got nothing but time for 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 Andy. Uh, maybe not as a commentator, but he he, he was. <laughs> well, it, I'm, I'm still trying to find out what's the difference between pace and genuine pace because God, he talked about that a lot. He did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, is which it, is them? Is, is is it Jim Beglin? Uh, who's the one who keeps going? It is Beglin. After a while, he just for no reason says better. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone goes, Jim is more pleased now than he was a few minutes ago <laughs> yeah, exactly. about something. And we yeah. don't know what it is. But I do like that about Jim. He just he's uh, he's kind of along with himself. He seems like a nice bloke, actually, I have to say, from what I've seen of his inter- interactions on Twitter. Andy Wales is our next question. And again, it's red. Uh, and he says, pl- plugging his own show, which is glorious, uh, glorious work by Andy here. He says, I've just finished recording Red's review and touched on the 0809 site in the trivia section. He's even telling us the parts of his show, Andy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, it's good. This he, this guy's got it down. He said, That's the name of the show, by the way. Andy Wales is the title of the show now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we he should said, make a song for him. Or, yeah. And you <laughs> should said, sing it, Carl. I want a mosaic. <laughs> Sorry, oh, sorry, gosh, Guy Ritchie saying that show is co-hosted by me, Guy. Guy Ritchie. Listen, we know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he says that got us talking about the defence. So, who do you think from that team, the 0809 side, uh, could get into our current one? It's interesting about that. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? When you think about that, I mean, I know we're, we we're very enamoured with our current bunch. But, I mean, when you start thinking about it, that was such a collection of footballers. I mean, how does Javi Alonso not play? How does Mascherano not play? How does Torres Ger- not play? Gerard. Gerard. I mean... The best so, Gerard. The best Gerard as well. That was the, that was the best Gerard. Wasn't yeah. he playing more wide right that year? 
Well, no, in, in 2006, he played. He put him on the right of midfield and he scored more goals in one season than he's ever 23 goals, I think, he scored yeah. that season. But yeah. he didn't like playing there. So he yeah, played no, him as a 10 in 09. Well, yeah. no, 08-09, yeah, so. he was back to Carl's earlier question. He was basically he's a 10, yeah. you know, and he was, it was, it was him and uh, Torres and it was, you know, the toast of, of, of Europe. We were kind of untouchable and, and, and something should have been won that campaign for sure. Um, you know, it was close in the Champions League, close in the Premier League, but, um, I guess those ones I've named out. Is there anyone else you can give a shout to that might actually break into the current side? Sammy. Sammy. You do. Sammy along, alongside Virgil. So you're gone, Sammy and Virgil. Um, guy suggesting Arbeloa instead of Trent. Mm, different players. He, they're very different players, but that guy was underrated. He was. Very, he was. A, he was a brilliant player. He was really good. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have Yossi for the bench. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that Robbo is 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 our left back. Um, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Not even getting into that conversation with Carlos. No, please don't. <laughs> Wasn't Steve Finner still around in? Steve no, Finner. Arbeloa replaced him. Steve oh, Finner no. gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Um, the, uh, anybody else? Um, okay. I'll have all of them, to be honest. You can have Albert Ribieri, you can take him. Uh, I want Yassi Benny in for the bench, all right, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I've, if Torres is coming into your front three. Who's stepping out? Is it Sadio? You've got... Uh, You've got uh, Bobby uh, behind. Bobby. You're taking Bobby out. It's big uh, shot. Well, if you're going four two three one, if you're going four two three one, you're going to play Stevie G behind him, aren't you? Can we not Torres. just play? <laughs> should, was... should also say Torres did get three thousand goals in two seasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, maybe your darlings and everything, but he was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, look, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, See, I'd Aurelio, have Aurelio, um, yeah, Aurelio. I'd have Sadio, Stevie G, Mo, Torres up top, and then Alonso and Mash behind them. Yeah, I'm disappointed that the Sena hasn't made it into your team, but you know, I guess that's Adam Lallana. <laughs> Christ alive. <laughs> this is going to be a weekly joke now. I'm just going to do this every week. <laughs> you just got to drop it in somewhere, haven't you? Just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Hitchcock's cameos. I'm going to get one in every week. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, so we're now starting to sort of move away from football. Uh, we've got other questions from our, uh, from our, our listeners who, who, who sent in things on, on Twitter. God bless them. And uh, Adam Petruccione, who people will know from AI and from several podcasts and articles and all the rest of it, uh, he said, considering events this week, what is your favorite dystopian movie? And then he's got a follow up question, which is which Liverpool player could save the world gone wrong? Now, I do I'm like the Lana. <laughs> <laughs> just just quit it. Quit it. Uh, first of all. Favorite dystopian movie? I've got, I've got a great shed here, but um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what you think. So, uh, Carl, you start the ball rolling there, fella. I think you're going to say Brazil, so I'm going to go 1984. I'm not going to say Brazil, but okay. 1984 is obviously the, 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 the granddaddy of the shouts, I guess. Uh, Cam, if you had to pick a sort of dystopian movie, what would you go with? Oh, what do I go with? Do I go with? Um... Terminator, do I go with Matrix, do I go with Blade Runner, or do I go with one that really just, I really, really enjoyed, 
um, for no no real reason, and that was Twelve Monkeys with Brad Pitt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have fond memories of that. I'd like to see it again. I can't. I don't know if it was. I'd like to see it again. And remember if it was genuine. They're all very. Good. That's a good little bundle you've thrown out there. And guy in the background has fired in V for Vendetta, which is very good. That's a great shot. Um, I would go with Children of Men, which I enjoyed massively. Um, it's pretty bleak, uh, but there's a kind of a hopeful ending to it. I, I, I did like that. I don't know if you've seen that, but if you haven't, I'd recommend it. Uh, the Liverpool player. Oh, it's actually a Liverpool tie in there because uh, Clive Owen is a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, obviously, and he's uh, he's the lead in that. Uh, which Liverpool player, Adam Wonders, could save a world gone wrong? So, you, who do you, who are you gonna drop into your dystopian world there to to lead us to uh, to safety? Um, not Adam Lallana, Carl. Who would <laughs> spoil sport? Don't worry, Carl. I'll say. Go on. Yeah, you can do that. Um, no. Oh, well, God, I don't know. Virgil van Dijk's the obvious one, isn't it? Because he can basically bring down planes with a wave of his arm. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be Virgil. There's literally yeah. no no choice. It's he either, is basically Robocop. Yeah, it's either Virgil or Alison. You want this, the the massive alpha male type. That's basically it, I would have thought. Unless so, I can't you know, I, so can't I have Jamie Milner? You got oh, Jimmy Miller's a good shout, and he's he is very much in that alpha bracket. To be fair to him, there is a slight, there's a slight, I've a slight inkling that Sadio Mane might be a devious little bastard who have plenty of uh, sort of cunning and uh, and and uh, on uh, hidden skills. So I, I'm for a dark horse shout. I'm going to go with Sadio Mane, but I do think yeah, that's Jimmy Miller is probably a great shout. I think Sadio Mane wearing a silver cloak. Oh, that's amazing. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, there there are two questions which cross over here. One's from Liz, who's taking the piss out of me by asking, what's an unreasonable amount to pay for a winter hat? Uh, Because I spent a lot of money on a winter hat there recently. And the other one is from Jay Reed, who says, given the colder weather, what one piece of clothing would you recommend as essential to your winter wardrobe? And he says, for me, it's a good stylish bobble hat. Now, I know for a fact, Carl Coppock, that you're not putting a bobble hat anywhere near your head. Absolutely no way. No way. (laughs) You see, so so for you, this is not an option. Um, either either uh, Liz's question is not going to be something you're going to be able to answer, uh, and you're not going to be able to agree with Jay. So, what is your one essential uh, winter wardrobe? And you can't go for f- your fifth week in a row with your uh, with your um, moleskin. The, the uh, well, the parka. The parka. I, fi- I finally got the parka, the one I want. It's it's most most of it is fake fur. The hood itself weighs seventeen pounds. It's yes. huge. Yeah, well, so that's, that's good. But I've mentioned that before. So I'd, I'd say a stout pair of walking brogues, because I'm I'm a man who falls over a lot, as my wrist will testify. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I do I do like a decent brogue in the winter. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good shout because cold feet is probably the worst thing. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Actually, I I I I'd sort of forgotten that. Cam, if you were to pick one item, first of all, can I ask you the hat question? Um, if you were going to, I presume you, you do own at least one bobble hat, yes? Mm, no. You don't? I so don't. you're not, you're not a hat guy either, are you? No, no, I'll wear a hat. I, I like a nice hat, but I don't have a bobble hat. Okay, so you, you do have a woolly hat of some sort, yes? Yeah, yeah, just a, a Okay, well, well, to Liz's question, to, to Liz's question, what would be the most you would consider forking out for a woolly hat, a winter hat? Mm, how much did you pay? That's the important I, question here. Yeah, I, now, now I'm listening. 
I, I, I bought a very, very nice uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, NFL official, yeah, yeah. official hat. They do bobble hats very well. Okay, I, yeah, I, could, yeah. I could have bought a whole range of them. I don't have any massive affiliation or anything. So I did like no, that. You, you chose the right team. I'll give you that. The, the yeah. Eagles was a team. Well, I, I, man, I'm going to just, I liked it because it was green. You know, it's nice. <laughs> it's a nice looking hat. Uh, so, and, and that cost me 32 of your uh, best euros. All oh, right. Okay. That's, that's cheaper than I thought it would be. Uh, official NFL merchandise. That's, I think that's quite reasonable. It's all right. Yeah. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, what? yeah. I think Liz is a, Liz is just a, Trying to wind you up a little bit there, a little. So would you, would you behave? Would you uh, go that far? If you no, I'd probably go twenty, twenty-five, maybe. Quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight ninety-nine. <laughs> what from pound shop? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but to be to be oh, fair, guy, guy oh, reckons sorry. a jumper. Gotta love a yeah, jumper. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's spot on, and it needs to be uh, one with reindeers on. Well, I'd actually say that this week I was looking at a Ralph Lauren cable knit jumper. Ah, now, now you're I do, talking. I, I do like a cable knit. You're talking my language because today, yesterday, yesterday, I bought a beautiful green cable knit jumper, a pair of jeans to go with it, and uh, of course, it being me, a, a, a sort of a green woolly hat to go with it. the whole thing. The whole thing. From my local, what is it? What do you guys call it? Is it Primark, Primark? Yeah, cost, cost me 24 euros. Nice. For the whole lot. Yeah, it's quality. It's a really, yeah. really nice one. It's decent. It's, it's in decent nick. It's not going to stretch. I'm, I was chuffed a bit with that. Yeah, cable net's a good shout on the back of Guy's Jumper shout and, and, uh, Carl's, Carl's stylish, uh, uh, angle on it. Our next question is, um, again, back to more apocalyptic themes, uh, from Mo. And Mo says, <laughs> for some reason... Is this reason, our Mo Chakra, is it? It's not. Oh. He says, we all know the Mongols were murdering savages who did terrible things to those that they conquered. My question is, who from this current era would you send back in time to be dealt with by the Mongols? Oh, God, okay. We've been there before. <laughs> we have. <laughs> yeah. Basically, <laughs> this should be called Who Are We Killing This Week? It's the, yeah, uh, and it's, it really is the usual suspects, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump the gun. I'm gonna give you guys free reign here. If, if there was a, if there's a, a particular group or individuals that you'd like to send, who would it be to get, uh, to get fully, uh, to get the full treatment from Mongols? Well, I, 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 have you ever listened? Have you ever listened to the Dan Carlin uh, um, history podcast series about the Mongols? Because if you haven't, folks, do. It good. Okay. Oh, it's tremendous! It's just tremendous. Anyway, sorry, I cut across you, Carl. Um, um, well, taking the obvious ones aside, Ian Duncan Smith from people like that. Yeah. Uh, your your man servant. Your man servant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the staff. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep this light. Um, <laughs> oh man! It goes so against the grain with you. I know. Um, Joey from Bread. Yeah, Joey from Bread's a great shout. Ah, God bless you. That's a wonderful shout. That that show. Oh man. Well, that you know show. why? He had a bigger crime than that. He produced what? the film Sliding Doors. He did not. Yep. That's him. That I'm is. You think his name is. Yeah, okay. you mentioned that before, Carl. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
That is just glorious trivia that it was it was obviously lost on me until now. Yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna have that as my my favorite dystopian film because <laughs> because it's still annoying whichever which way she chooses. <laughs> it's either John Hanna or something worse. Yeah. <laughs> my friend Danielle Warren is, is is shouting at me at the moment. I can just feel it from America. She loves that film. Honestly. And we've fallen out more than once about it, yeah. It's the worst oh, film I've ever made. Best not, best not. Even Joe Simpson doesn't like it, and that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Joe, Joe likes some bad stuff, so. <laughs> he's just, he's a very nice man, Joe, and he gives, he's a tough guy, Joe. gives things Joe. a chance. Gives things a chance. Uh, so, okay, uh, Cam, if you were to pick a, 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 an individual or a group to uh, go back and get some Mongol treatment, who would it be? Racists. Racists. That's a, that's racist. a big, that's a big fucking bus you're driving back there. I'll fucking drive it, <laughs> and I'll come back for more of them. I was gonna say, just keep doing round trips. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I, I just think right now society is completely and utterly fucked, and racism is rife. So all you fucking racists can do one. Sorry, I'm having a little mini rant there. I think I think you should cut it down to the people that go to Toby Robinson events. <laughs> yeah. Because they because they actually got out of bed to do it. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and, and it's amazing how they can afford to use their benefit check to get all the way down to London. Yeah, oh, oh, controversial. Well, they've you see they've gone to the effort of gathering one spot for you, Cam, so you can just load them up. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I I took them down, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, th- that's that's quite heavy. You've brought it to a dark spot there, uh, uh, Cam. But sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, I'm it's, still going. I'm still I, going I was, going, I was going to go rest. more Man United way, you know, like everything connected with Man United, but then that would mean the family as well. I'm not, I'm not sure that wouldn't go down too well with them. Well, I, I, uh, I, I, my shout was was Neil Warnock, and now I feel bad about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. No, don't feel bad. Oh, can, can I have a late shout? Can I have a late shout for Chris Sutton because on Radio Five he called Harry Kane, so Harry came without any irony. Oh God, is that yeah. a thing? Is that he a thing? Called, he, called, he called him. I because uh, I do taekwondo on Monday night, so I've got Radio Five coming back, and. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, he's got to play the ball square to Sir Harry Kane. He didn't mean it as a sort of, huh, I called him Sir. Isn't that wacky? He genuinely meant called him Sir Harry Kane. That is remarkable. Yeah. What do you think was going on there? Was it just stunning ignorance? Uh, he loves or... it. I mean, he's always talking about them all the time. All right. Okay. So it's just, it was just sort of like fanboying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I'll give, I'll give you, a, 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 again, it's gone a bit off topic, but. I was driving back. I remember, I was on the M4 and I was driving back from where I've been. I think I've been to Wales for the weekend, and it was the weekend of the Tottenham Rochdale game at Wembley, when Rochdale were winning. Now, I think I was actually at Rochdale, and with about ten minutes to go, it, Chris Chris Sutton was the sort of the the, the the pundit along with the commentator, and I've never heard the commentator before or since. And he said, "Okay, it's two one here. There's eight minutes to go. They're bringing on Harry Kane." He said, "We're just going to stop here." And look around at the Rochdale players and look at the fear in their faces and they were giggling about it. And I just thought, I, I hope to God you're working on hospital radio by the end of the week, mate. And that's no offence to anyone who does hospital radio. But I just thought that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. You, no one shakes when a substitute comes on if you're two one up. And he was trying to make out they, they were genuinely scared at the sight of Harry Kane with his slightly bizarre hair. <laughs> 
I just thought, and Chris Sutton was calling him Sahari Kane then as well. Sorry, it's the best player in the world. Very strange. Very strange. We're, we're, honestly, it's it's deep, deeply disturbing. Yeah. So, um, if you've got room in your truck, there, Cam, whack him in the back for me, will you? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, he can have he can have a chat with Neil Warnock. They'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and come. Joey from Bread's leather trousers. And Joey from Bread is there as well. It's it's yeah. quite it's. Let's throw Mourinho in there as well. Though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's I, good I, for business, Jose. He is. I I I won't, I won't keep that lad around just because he's it's it's gloriously awful at the moment. Um, we are coming towards the end. I do want to talk. Uh, I'm going to give you a choice of topics, right? Just to finish us off. So, uh. We can talk. We can we can get our standard one, which is uh, your Netflix recommendation of the week. Oh, me and Cam have got half an hour on this. Uh, well, we've we've got like three minutes. So are you uh, watching it? Are you watching it, Carl? What, oh what my! I, I just just finished episode five. Oh, have you? I just finished six. Well, I'm delighted for you that nobody knows what you've talked about there. Uh, for play to you. Well, that's the beauty of what we're doing here. Yeah. Well, we're setting it up. My point is, I'm not gonna talk about netflix i'm gonna talk about what you've been doing to crumpets no 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 no, no, no. yes i'm gonna talk about that because it needs to be aired publicly because so regardless there's gonna be a horror finish i like what you've done ex- exactly it's this is dark folks so this is the haunting of brain house not the haunting of <laughs> exactly this is dark dark stuff i mean for for, for whatever reason i've got something worse you know I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able there, for it. There, there is. No, no, not, not that I've done. Forget, forget me now. I've got. Oh, we talked about this in the week, didn't we? Yeah, I know what this is. No, we can't forget what you've done. I want. No, to no, share... let's just forget what I've done. It wasn't bad. It was bad. It is, it's not bad. Just, just let it go, lads. It's fine. You were putting savoury toppings on crumpets, including. What's wrong with that? Including, if I recall correctly, some sort of a chili sauce. Sweet chili sauce. Thai sweet chili sauce. Why yeah. not? If you don't try it, how are you going to know? Mate, it's wrong. Isn't food about experimenting? Yeah. No. Do you know what? You know what <laughs> yes, no. You tell me now. No. Let's have this conversation. You see the little space on the back of that bus in between Jose and Neil Warnock. <laughs> Squeeze yourself don't, don't in there, kid. You there, Trev. Don't worry about it. You're all right. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, is, go on. What, what, this, this is a million times worse. What honestly. is this? What is this more egregious sin than you've committed that you're, you want to point out? What is the what? All right, think Jaffa cakes, and think Guy Drinkle and HP sauce. Uh-huh. I don't think forget Guy Guy Drinkle in that. I thought Guy Drinkle because he mentioned HP sauce one. There was somebody on Twitter who said they have. Jaffa cakes with HP sauce. Now tell me, my crumpet delight is nothing compared to that. That is murdering a Jaffa cake. Yeah, to be fair, that's like that's that's like the people who have uh, mash up Weetabix with hot milk. That's just animalistic behaviour. Well, I'm, I'm I'm delighted to tell that woman that she is pregnant because there's no other. <laughs> Oh. Pineapple and coal. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that is the one legitimate excuse for that kind yeah. of behaviour. Congratulations. Uh, I hope you have congratulations. Very, very I hope you're <laughs> hope junior hope junior is a delight. Uh, <laughs> because quite frankly, that's the only thing that explains, <laughs> explains that. Wow, HP and Jaffa cakes. 
That's, yeah. that, that is gloriously awful. Um, we will come back next week to what you were chatting about there, which is the haunting of Hill House. I think I've been watching Making Murder. I want to talk to you about that and Kathleen, who's my new fascination. But we will come back. She's to playing that. number six. She plays number six for Liverpool. She is playing number six for Liverpool. That, she that's, makes my skin crawl. Yeah, but in that good way. No. No, not in the good way. <laughs> Definitely not in the good way. She just makes my skin. She is, she's vicious, isn't she? You're going to have to listen on the Red Button chaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the bonus content will have a full uh, full Kathleen conversation. We'll come back to that at a later date. We should finish up because it's getting into the danger zone here for going too long, and that will be it for this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Before we go, as usual, I want to ask the lads if they've anything to flag up or any final thoughts. So, Carl, you usually start with yourself. And I'm going to go. I like to go for the stuff which no one's ever going to go near ever. I've just written. Um, it's out late November, but I've just written the the history of Commercial Street, London E1 for the Ripperologist magazine. Fantastic. No one's going to go anywhere near that whatsoever, but I actually really enjoyed doing it. How do you access that? Um, the, you, you can buy it. it it's basically it's, it's an online mag. They send you a PDF by email. And, okay. Um, if you go to the Ripperologist at Mango Books. If you have an interest in this sort of thing, then um, you can get all the back copies free. I've been on the cover twice, and they're joking that I might be on. This might be my third. Love it, love it. Uh, Cam, any specific uh, thing you want to plug or any final thoughts? Just a final thought. Be crazy, be stupid, be silly, be weird, be whatever, because life is too short to be anything but happy. Ooh, that's well. That is Lee's Lee's quote of the week is getting uh, <laughs> it's getting increasingly saccharine. That's uh, who's that? Is that uh, anyone particular? Or is that one of your random ones that you've just that's, pulled up? That's a random one, my mate anonymous. Yeah, you do like you do like your your mate anonymous. He says a lot that bloke, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He, he, he does. don't stop. <laughs> Keeps to himself though. Keeps to himself. That's, he's an awful pint because all he just does is talking maxims all the time. He's a shit pint. He's a shit yeah. pint. Um, anyway. <laughs> Never buys a round. <laughs> Never goes, buy a round. He goes missing, you know. doesn't he, that anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, let's finish up with me thanking you, our treasured listeners, for the support that you give us every week. Um, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you if you would to spread the word about the show. I said last week that what we're going to do is from hopefully next week on, we'll have someone on either at this time or at some point during the show to talk a little bit about some of the good stuff that's happening over on AI Pro. But it will be in the form of a wee chat that fits the uh, feel of this show. So it's not going to be like a, a, a sort of a blatant, um, uh, jarring advertisement or anything like that. Are they going to nick our space? No, it will fit right. No, it's us. It's us doing it. It's just us talking, oh, okay. to, t- talking to lads what we know who are doing nice stuff. Oh, there. okay. Fair enough. So that's, that's, that's from next week. But for now, and as ever, if you can pass on the, uh, comparative delights that you've uh, listened to tonight, I would really appreciate that. I know Carl and Carl. And retweet us. Retweet us. That's what we want. Yes. Do the retweeting. Um, because it's, it's an old idea. Oh, you can't retweet me, but you retweet retweet the lads. Anyway, from myself and Cam and Carl and Guy, I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there.
Social Podcast Network.